Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. I'm Annie Gibson. And I'm Helen Thorne. And we've got a guest, Helen Thorne. I know, and she's really awesome. Yes, it's Vivi Brown. Hello, Vivi. <laughs> Hello. How are you? I'm great. Tired. Yes. Yeah, but great. Good, yeah. good. Excellent. Now, why, why are you tired? By which I mean, how old are your children? Let's be honest. Okay, yeah. exactly. Um, so I'm tired because uh, 16 month old josephine josephine and a four-year-old effie grace and just generally <sighs> yeah. yeah you're in the, yeah you're i'm in, in it i mean i'm sure you know the phrase you're in the trenches my friend yes. you are in the trenches i am yeah indeed yeah. i'm gonna have to say that lockdown i'm not even gonna try and act like i'm the most like perfect like lovely wonderful apple pie baking mother it was the most hardest thing I've ever experienced in my life. Wait, wait, wait. Harder than childbirth? Yeah. I, Whoa! No, yeah. no. Actually, no, well, no, okay. second child came out like, boop. Yeah. That was just really quick. So awesome. Was, um, first child, yeah, that was really hard. So maybe not as hard as the first time, but it was, it's was. it been intense, I must mm. say. I, You know, it's just f- full on, full on, yeah. full on. And I think, I don't think I've bought... I've bought so many sort of like activities and Amazon. I've never, you should see our house. We've built everything. Yeah. I've built everything. I think everything, every bit of cardboard <laughs> has been used. <laughs> yeah. I think one, even one afternoon I built a house. Out of cardboard. <laughs> Is that when you knew you'd really lost it? Yes. I'm building myself a new yeah. house and, and the, I'm going to live in here. And the kids weren't even doing it with me. Yeah, I was no. just like, yeah, I'm going to finish this. <laughs> So yes, so we know about your family, but tell us about you, Vivi Brown. Who are you? <laughs> oh God. Uh, well, I am a musician, firstly, um, and I am an artist in a sense of I love photography and being creative and all those kind of things. Uh, Cardboard crafts, um, yeah, very strong. I yes. mean, I met my husband at a comic book launch where he was making my comic into cardboard. So there is a real. What? History of cardboard making in our family. <laughs> you love the cardboard. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm a mother, of course, mother of two. Um, and yeah, I'm just, oh, and I'm a an author. Yes, you are. <laughs> We're very excited yeah. about your upcoming children's book. You've done a book. Yes. Yeah, amazing. So yeah, I'm a little bit of 
I, I call myself when people ask me in the countryside what what do I do because I've I've recently moved to the country. Yes, um, I just say I'm a hustler. It's basically. good that you've got the accent down already. The country, <laughs> the <Yes>. country, <laughs> lovely. So yeah, I'm a creative hustler. You yes. know, I like to do lots of creative things. Yeah, <laughs> and you've got a new album out. You said soon. Yes, yes. So it's been um, quite a while since my last album. Um, Glitch came out in 2015, um, and yes. I've got an album coming out next year, March, on Mother's Day. Um, And I'm really passionate about this project. It's an album about motherhood. And I've um, interviewed a collection of women who have spoken about what motherhood means to them. And I'm sampling their words into the music alongside photographs of these women. So you'll be able to hear their words and see their their faces and their you know so it's quite oh, a yeah. three-dimensional thing it sounds so, amazing yeah. that's, that's art yeah. that is Helen she's doing actual art we're just pissing about in cat suits swearing and drinking I know. she's doing bloody art about well, motherhood you it's need unbelievable to see it. such depth and, and intrigue and insight and we just tell tit jokes silly <laughs> no tit jokes can be art again oh, well, <laughs> like we're missing a trick I've heard there's loads of money in art as well there's loads of money Always. swilling around isn't there yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, but going back to the countryside thing, because yeah. you got in touch with us because you read an article in the... Uh, you read an, No, you wrote an article. I read an article <laughs> that you wrote in The Guardian. Um, yes. And it's about your move to the countryside because you yes. actually... You lived around here, right? You were yes, a so, South East Londoner. Well, my, my story... My backstory is I grew up in Northamptonshire. Mm-hmm. So um, I grew up kind of in the country anyway. And then I moved to London when I was 17, as you do, you know, whole thing. And I moved to America and lived there for quite a while. Lived in LA for about eight years, and then came back and lived in South East London. So most most of my adult life has been in cosmopolitan metropolitan cities. Um, but then, obviously, I had my kids, and we decided to leave London. Um, expensive, as you know, that we wanted. Mm. And also there was a real pullback to the country for me mm. um, from childhood. I wanted the kids to, you know, experience the things that we'd experience my husband's also from the country um but yeah it's it was different moving back as an adult I think being there as a child there was I don't know it was more my memories of it are more nostalgic Mm. whereas now there's kind of more than a realization of certain things and it's not every day but there is things that you as a black woman have to kind of go up against at times Mm. it's not all the time you know but yeah and that's what the article was about that's what I was Mm. writing about in the Guardian what it's like to be a black woman and mother living in the countryside so yeah yeah Yeah. and you were saying in the article like things like um at a play group another mother wanted to touch your child yeah 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 what what are some of the incidents that have sort of um, prompted you to write the the article yeah no it was just obviously when living in London and having friends who had kids have kids in London. I'd never experienced them talking about those kind of things. So, yeah, in a playgroup, a woman, she came up to me and she said, oh, you know, your, your child's hair looks really funny. Um, can I can I touch it? And I sort of didn't know what to do. And, and then she just put her hand in my child's hair, almost like, as, like petting her. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, I was just... I mean, Shocked. How, what, yeah, what do you, yeah, I, don't what know, do you I don't do? know how I would respond in that situation. Mm. Well, uh, I was quite open and said, you know, please don't 
touch my child's hair but you're kind of trying to balance between because obviously baby groups are a nightmare anyway right. like yeah. there's like <laughs> there's that sort of I, I mean for me personally the whole baby group scene I get quite nervous and anxious it's like being at school absolutely like, like trying exactly to make friends yeah, and things yeah. like that so you're already trying to be good and make the right friends and you know you know be accepted and all that kind of thing so you you kind of on your best behavior and you don't want to have to be political you don't want to have to you know have a political discussion about you know ignorance and like microaggressions I was gonna say but then here you're just sitting there going okay mustn't let my child let that child's maracas oh here comes a microaggression what What the fuck how am I supposed what am I supposed to do what am I supposed to do Yeah. yeah so I just I politely said please don't do that um and um she stopped and I kind of walked away feeling a bit like especially and I could tell my little one felt slightly violated there was another time that it happened and I actually put my hand in the woman's hair wow yeah (laughs) I like that I was really it was quite just and she sort of stopped and she thought oh yeah right and I think it clicked in her mm. mind that, you know, it, it, it didn't feel good for her. So, of course, it's not going to feel good. Because it's very it's, invasive. It's, it's very invasive. It's you had to experience yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't even like a gentle, it was like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can't obviously see this, listener, but Vivi nearly just fell off her armchair. It's a very, very vivid image. Yeah. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah, it's... Yeah. But there have been there are others as well, you know, that you sort of face. And... Some of them are met with, oh, he's he's eighty. Oh. It's okay, you know. Is and it? Is it okay? No, it's it, not. You know. Yeah. And so along the way, you try and be understanding, um, and you don't want to come across as the angry, annoying, you know, black woman who's like got a in quotes chip on her shoulder. But at the same time, you know that this is not right. So mm. how do you navigate through that? And I think that's. That's what I really wanted to get across, that there is still that level of ignorance and kind of explored the reasons for that and why and kind of got a bit sociological about it. So, yeah, but don't get me wrong. It's not all like that. There are some Mm. amazing... I've made some fantastic friends where I live and there are some wonderful people, but it is still... It still exists. Yeah, and so, it's just, yeah. It, and there, there is a massive lack of diversity as soon as you step out of the M25. Yeah. And, you know, Ellie and I notice that when we go on tour and just, look, you know, when we look into the audience. Right, of, yeah. Of our gigs and things like that. There's just, just not the diversity that you see yeah. in London and, and bigger cities. And I know personally from growing up in Australia, which is very racist, um, where, <laughs> where I grew up, um, you know, there's lots of things that I feel really embarrassed about like when mm. I was growing up and we would put on school musicals and I remember one year they did the Jackson 5 and they painted five people's faces mm. black and that was you know the, no one battered an eyelid that was just what we did and I I look back with such horror about mm. how you know black people and people with different backgrounds uh were treated and you know I just it's it's it's, it's embarrassing but also I don't want that for my children and I, you know, use those experiences. Yeah. But um, yeah, yes. there's yeah. very, very little diversity where I grew up and I think how different my children's lives are now growing up in London yeah, where there's yeah. probably 30 different backgrounds in their class of 30. And that's why I wrote this children's book mm. 
because for me like my daughter she goes to a village primary school where she there's only two one dual heritage child and one black child Mm. and for me I felt okay there's a lack of multiculturalism that's that's fair enough you know that is what it is but I would love this book to penetrate and speak to all children whether they're black or whether they're white just to get a sense of diversity even in the rural areas Mm. and I really do feel like children nowadays are growing up differently in a sense where even if they're in the countryside as I because I was speaking to the school at the time you know when I was um you know, when you're choosing schools, I asked a lot of questions about how they are supporting diversity in such a rural environment. And they gave, they were great. You know, I think there's more awareness of making sure those things are present in schools. So children nowadays are, even if they're in the country, are getting diversity within the books that they're reading and, you know, the the toys that they're playing with. Um, And I hope that the children's book can be part of that conversation but honestly it was even talking about the children's book and diversity there's a problem in publishing as well I I found because I got in touch with a lot of publishers and they a lot of them got back to us and said that they felt a a character a a black lead character was a niche market (gasps) you are kidding me no no I mean what (laughs) I mean, there's so there's so much to unpack there. Uh, I know, I know. Not only that they even think that, which is they wrote outrageous. They thought that was okay to write, to say out loud, to write down, to send to you a black person, or indeed to anyone, Anyone, to anyone. They thought that was okay. Yes, and I, to be honest, I I was expecting when we wrote the email, I actually didn't think we were ready with the book you know so I was expecting the process of okay let's go back to the drawing board blah, 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 more of an email of this isn't not quite right for us or I think you guys need to work on the book a bit more or mm. you know you you get prepared for that sort of rejection because I've never written a children's book before so for me it was having you know having the humility to know okay we might get back you know those kind yeah. of emails and, yeah. and try and work on it but it was weird such a juxtaposition because it was we love we love the book it's great this is you know it was all positive and then it was just like but it's a niche market so I wasn't expecting that at all I was kind of like jumping up and down happy like yeah 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 what you know that's um, outrageously offensive yeah so awful so I think that there's a real issue in the publishing sector as well that needs to be looked at um and and just generally about the diversity and i i I hope it's i'm just a little tiny sort of tadpole in this ocean you know of book literature you know books and things like that but i hope my little tiny book can contribute to the conversation that we need more diversity and it needs to just not be a niche it just needs to be whether you're white brown mm. whatever color you are it's just a child at the end of the day yeah mm. i, I mean, take a breath oh i know I, I wasn't yeah I, I, <laughs> thank you for sharing that because that's really brave of you to because it's you know whenever you're creating something like you've created music or uh, any sort of art form you are expecting some rejection aren't you yeah I think it's important I think one of my biggest lessons be being in music you've you've need it to reflect to make yourself better 
Like you're not just going to get a yes every time. You need to learn your craft. You need to have criticism so that you're Mm. able to grow. Yeah. And I mean, the amount of no's that I've had throughout my career or your rubbish or, you know, this, you just get, you just, it's part of what, what we do do you know what I mean right. like mm. you have to well it's part of life it. as well and life. Life. Yeah. we've all been turned down for a job or a boyfriend yeah. or a girlfriend or whatever you know what I mean? we've, all had, we've all had that yeah but that's yeah. different that's a different it's a different, it's different yeah 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 we yeah. weren't we weren't expecting it I'd never say who and I'd never really I, you know I would no, never no she will after the podcast yeah. <laughs> no, that's, right. that's fine <laughs> She's writing it down now and pushing it across the table. Yeah, it's in Morse code. Yeah, it's fine. We've had, and I'm not saying this is in any way the same experience. Mm. I know our experiences are different. I understand that. Yeah. But we have, Helen and I have been turned down for numerous uh, TV shows and radio shows over the years. Um, and niche is a word that we've heard just about being women and being, wow. and we're white. Do you know what I mean? We've got privilege and we're yeah. facing that. We so, know, we know yeah. who we, yeah. But when they say, oh, parenting is niche and we're like, what? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of parents out there and if you're not one you know one you, yes, you've got yeah. an understanding of what a parent is and um, we had one guy at a tv channel say although our channel is female skewed so mm. a channel for women yeah uh we're worried that your subject matter might alienate a male audience and oh. again like you i was like i guess this is maybe similar to you i don't know but i was like but you're not telling me i'm not funny enough or mm. not good enough or not ready yeah or i need more work or yeah. you've already got someone yeah. who's better at this than me you're you're just saying and i was like they're worried that the men might be a bit sad yeah or that their tiny balls might be um, <laughs> somehow affected by our very funny humor yeah. um so it's just it's feeling like why is there this well we know why mm. but there's this thing isn't there if, if yeah. it doesn't fit the white male that is still the yes, dominant absolutely. cultural yeah demographic that we're all faced with absolutely so, yeah. and yeah, then suddenly indeed. we are the so. other we are the yeah yes. they're not normal they're not whatever that is yeah i mean uh, fuck these pricks to coin a phrase <laughs> we need to build our own tv channel and book publishing house um that's, but yeah. that's what i think yeah. it's amazing like good for you that's what that's what we feel like well all we have to do is just keep making if you're not going to help us make it and do it for us we just have to do it ourselves totally. right 100 percent. i'm yeah. all about that i've set up my own publishing house called woke kids publishing and I'm determined now to just publish this book and publish other books. And it'll be slow, it'll be indie, but yeah. you know what I mean? It will grow. And um, and I think I'm a massive, you know, I've, I've come from a major label background, but I set up my own um, label um, and put out my own records. So this whole indie ethic is my, f- I love it. Like if someone tells you no, mm. just do it yourself, grow it, take your time. Yeah. You can make it happen yourself, like own your own stuff. Do you know what I mean? So I... I love it. I thrive. I love meeting other women as well where they've been told no mm. and and they just make it work. And my mum, I get it from my mum. She's a t- she runs a, a, a private school mm-hmm. in Northamptonshire. My parents were a Jamaican couple, black couple who moved to the countryside and set up a private school. It's just such a juxtaposition, like from a conceptually, like, you know, in society. And they came, they sold everything they had and started this business. And they were met with countless no's, countless racism, Mm. countless people saying that this is not something they should do. And they persevered. So watching my parents go through that, I feel like I've, I'm really inspired by them to like, just own, own it, own your shit, make Mm. it happen. Women make it happen. You know, mums make it happen, Mm. you know, do it. Yeah. Um, and I think especially having the kids, I 
I mean, I think I'm waffling on now. No, 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 no it's all good. We'll tell you to stop. We'll tell you no. But yeah, like when I had my first and my, I, I experienced a lot of postnatal depression, mm. it was really heavy for me. Like I went through the mill with it um, to the point where I had to have therapy um, with a near sort of almost suicide, like suicide. It was, it was dark. Mm. Um, so for me, like the idea of, I'm coming out of that now. I really hope that moving more towards what this album is about, the motherhood album, and just generally owning things. As mothers, I've realised it is so hard. Because before I was a mother, I was, like, able to hustle so much harder before having kids. Mm. Um, And then you have the kids, and it's like your whole being is changes yeah and i found it so hard to navigate as an artist and a a woman who thrived off hustling with kids so for coming out of that and now finding my myself again i just encourage if you're a mother listening to this and you're going through that process where you're trying to find your new hustle or your new thing or that hustle you had just honestly keep going and own it I'm hitting the chair yeah. right now. That's my furniture, baby. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, please. Hit away. I sound like a preacher. No, no, no I, love I love it. I love it. You yeah, need that so. motivation, though, and you need that yeah. support. Yes. Because that was going to be my question, really. Oh, like, sorry. I'm, I'm, no, 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 no. I mean, um, I think that's great. Like, for, I, I guess, again, like you, I'm thinking of someone listening to this who's like, fuck, I'm in the shit. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Man. How do I, how do I pull my, you're obviously like out the hole, right? Nearly, nearly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, well, it's it's a, a process. process. All of yeah. us, yeah. It's yeah. A process. But if you're really in the shit, how do you, was there a catalyst? Was there one day or one thing that happened to you that yeah. was like, okay. Yes. Well, I mean, for me, oh, I might get emotional, but for me, I, got in my car and was driving to a hotel with sleeping pills um, and just driving around aimlessly and um, my husband was like I, I knew deep down I wasn't going to do it was a weird feeling it was just numbness yeah. and trying to figure out a way to, to, to survive basically um, and my brother who's a mental health nurse he he found me in the car, just like staring into nothingness. And he said, Ness, that's my, my, my family call me Ness. Um, you know, you need to go and you need to see a GP. You need to get some therapy. You need to really take this seriously. And he drove me straight away to my GP and I got an appointment immediately and I started behavioral therapy and it was a life changer for me Mm. absolute life changer because for me there was a whole backlog of stuff that I had dealt with that when I became a mother it was like it just all came out oh so it wasn't just having the baby it was it was all of it it was all of it it was it was being a model and told you can't eat it was you know, the concept of what beauty is and trying to prescribe to that level of beauty. But you just had a baby and you're like, I put on, how am I supposed to get back to that weight like that I used to do when I would model, you know? Um, it As was, if that's even possible. Is that even possible? Like, yeah. I've given up. No, it's not. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's about self-love. I think for me, I've really realised it. I think the music industry and the fashion industry, the industry that I'm in mm. or have been in, they they teach you to not love your truest self. 
they're always trying to mold you into a version of something else mm-hmm. and um you know it's a lot of pressure you can become a mother and I think all I think all of the things that you m- might not have dealt with for me anyway it just all was coming you out you can't hide those that stuff anymore I think no. that's one of the things especially when you're up in the middle of the night all your thoughts just yeah. sort of rise it's like Pandora's box yeah and your tits are just hanging on the oh, floor with the absolutely. rest leaking yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's a, it's a lovely image again it is and i think i think you know but it is that you, you go quite existential because you're like who the fuck am, am I, I now yeah, yeah i'm this yeah, mother yeah. i'm meant to be this and all the expectations and of course motherhood comes with such a loaded um image of you probably think oh this is the kind of mother i want to be and then you get into motherhood and you're like oh god no there's all these other things i never really knew um, so I think you're right and I think everyone will feel that in one shape or another or extreme to another but it sounds like you had a pretty hard time it was tough but it, I, I it's yeah come out of it and I think a lot of women have been through it I think with this uh, exhibition that I'm trying to do in the music speaking to the women I honestly even friends who I thought were the most together mums are opening up about having been through a moment of depression or yeah. it's just I feel like we're trying so hard to hold on to perfection there's so much pressure on us as mothers that I think a lot probably all of us go through not all but you know there's a lot of women who are going through it and I really hope that the album this exhibition kind of just shatters that perfection thing and there's been lots of discussions and talks about this podcasts and I don't know it's not the first thing uh, you know I'm not the first person to try and talk about it but I hope I can it's another form of a contribution like the children's books a contribution for needing diversity and the album this is a contribution of trying to talk about that very sort of real subject but I'm doing all right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right I'm all the right fact you're I'm creating all... things and you're motivated <laughs> and you've got that you've got that energy back which you know some Definitely. days you just want to just eat biscuits and you know if you get through the day well you... yes and I wonder if it's worth saying that maybe as well like some days you need to eat biscuits and maybe yeah, that's all right like did yeah. you feel a pressure like when your baby's like, oh I well I've, you know the baby's asleep I've got to write a novel yes, or in your case so. write a song mm. or you know yeah 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 you feel you know you've got the there's so much there's no hardly any time to do anything and so for me I defined my everything by being creative by music by all of those things so I had to in those spaces I was like yeah that's what I've got to do and and then I was so used to turning things around so quickly because I was a bit, you know, I'm, I love a project, a good project, get it done, get on the emails, you know, get it done that week. Yeah. Let's move. Let's make this happen. Mm. I was so used to that pace. Mm. Um, and then obviously when having the children, it's like something that would take me a week, like a, a music video delivery. I could deliver that in a days. My husband, you know, we would work together as a creative team. It'd take me months. This mother thing, I've, started when Effie was born Mm. and she's four so it's taken me four years to get a project I know would have happened quickly so yeah I think going back to the you have to be kind to yourself you have to sort of readjust meaning of what meanings are and just 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 embrace the new pace Mm. and if it's going to take four years it's going to take four years it was going to take and sit down and have a chocolate biscuit and it's totally mm. okay to do that 
Yeah. And yeah. And, and it's okay, I think, to, it's, are you thinking about biscuits? You're also biscuits. I guess biscuits. Um, I've, I've been doing my viral marketing. We're yeah. actually sponsored by Foxes. Um, <laughs> Johnny McVitie's in the next room. Uh, so, yeah, and I think as well, um, you know, it's like you hear a lot these days about relationships being up and down. I th- wonder if it's like that for us as mums as well. Like maybe you do have a day when you get up and go, yes, I shall begin my novel today. And you write 5,000 words. And maybe yeah. the next day you're just fucking knackered because you've yeah. been up all night with the baby or you're just, you know, whatever. Mm. And yeah. uh, and that for me was like going, oh, right, you can get back on it slowly as well, right? You don't have yeah. to do it. Every, yeah. every, right I'm, I'm back now here I go mm. that's why I feel like going back to work is such a struggle for many people because you don't mm. have that choice like if you've got a proper job isn't it so. I, I almost wish I had one though sometimes I look at my husband and I'm like oh I'm I kind of like envious of his structure because I'm freelance mm. and um, everything I do is based on like hustling that time to hustle is so valuable for me for my next whatever mm. that it's in those moments where I get that day to like just sit and just brain it's like your brain your cogs are moving and you need you know as a free like you need that time yeah so sometimes I, I was like oh I wish I could have had if I had a job job you know mm. like it kind of forces you back into structure and I, I always I'm so in awe of freelancers who've just got it together and they're just yeah doing it because I I've have found it really hard yeah to hustle do you know what I mean? Like as a freelancer, I've, yeah. Some some people are great at it. I'm I'm still learning to be great at that, and that's okay. Yeah, that's yeah. so, right. You've got a lot on, mate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you've and you're very young. Yeah. You've got like, yeah. am I? Yes, Please say that again because I was. She's very double, young, listeners. Do you mind I? saying how old you are, Vivi? Go for it. How, how old are you? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I just had my Vanessa. No, I did that one. Uh, 37 was my last birthday. So, so I'm that around. Around. Oh, that's very young. Is You've it? got lots of time. I think this is, there oh. is, and, and, you know, we've spoken about this on the podcast before. We're in the age of social media where we can see what everybody else is doing and yeah. achieving and all those sort of things. And it's easy to kind of get sucked in going, oh, there's a woman with a three month old baby. Oh, and she's got two businesses and she's a model and da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, you only see a certain slither. I, don't, I always fuck this sliver. up. Sliver. Sliver. Not slither. Slither is what snakes do. Sliver <laughs> is a small slice of something. Yeah. Yeah. Of people's lives. And I think this is a thing. And, and it can be very overwhelming. And we've had people on the podcast talking about it, um, about that and about just focusing on your own goals and, yeah. and whatever time you need to achieve them as well. Definitely. Because I think you can kind of feel like, oh, God, they've done this at this time. Or, or even with your own children about seeing what other kids are up to at those ages. And, it's, and it does take a little bit of you know deep breaths and strength to go no we're okay where we're where yeah. we are now and i i one of the biggest lessons i learned from music was especially when you're in that rat race especially when you're in the mainstream bit because everything is like chart positions and mm. press coverage and you know you're like a it's like the stock exchange like you mm. are a share you know or whatever yeah, it is, I don't quality. Know. yeah um mm. but i realized in 2013 when i decided to go independent that you define your own happiness and you define your own success. And when you compare it to everybody else's, it's you're going to go mental. So mm. you have to just, it's almost like a sort of a mantra. Where you just have to say, what makes me happy? What is my definition of success? If your definition of success is just 
you know, whatever it is, that's what it is. And so for me, I think that's been my mantra to just, even though it's hard sometimes, you know, especially in the mummy world, you compare everything, you know, developmental things like is my child, you know, all of it. Mm. You just have to go back to the centre and go, what is my definition of life, yeah. basically? Oh, God, am I a bit heavy? Like, no, no, it's great. We're just, we're just <laughs> with your wise words. I'm like, oh, gosh, no, I wish you'd been my mate when my baby was three months old. I was I going, do, yeah, but... she's so wise. <laughs> am I? Yeah. Um, no, I was, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know what that is. That's my country, yeah. country um, drawl. Can we go back to the whole no thing? Because on your bio, um, which I obviously read extensively, you talk about the people you said no to. At, right. at quite a young age and like you were saying like you got offered different deals and things like that yeah. and how did you know did you have a good sense of yourself when you were a, a musician like at 17 or 18 and knew what you wanted because they're, they're big yeah. things to be able to say no to p diddy oh tell us about saying no <laughs> to p diddy oh my did want a biscuit <laughs> Not a euphemism. Not a euphemism. Wanted a chocolate biscuit. You said no to P. Diddy. Yeah, yeah. What what, what was he offering, asking? Yeah, he offered a deal, record deal, which was very, very flattering. A girl from Northampton. 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 Northampton has a huge music scene. It does, actually. P. Diddy had heard of it. It flew over from America. California. Well, weirdly, he, he, it was quite cheesy, actually. He flew us out and we stayed in the Dream Hotel. Oh, <laughs> what's that? Is this a Northampton Shillandra? No, no we went LA? to New York. We went to New York. York. Wow. Stayed oh, in the Dream. I thought it was, you know, follow your dreams. It was quite thoughtful, I guess. I guess you chose that for. Wow. Yeah, but it was wow. a surreal, very surreal. Mm. Met him. He had a camera crew following him everywhere. I think he was documenting his life. Um, and yeah played for him and he offered us a deal but we got an offer from Ireland Records as well and I felt you know all loads of artists was on that roster that I loved and who's on Ireland Records uh, Amy Winehouse was on there at the time Grace Jones is one of the first artists Pulp on there they're one of my favourites yeah Yeah. there's like loads of like really incredible okay sorry I'm so so, oh no no such a novice when it comes to Records, right. music oh, no, and no. stuff. Yeah, no, they were just legit. Where D- P- Diddy was obviously. I mean, he's legit. done some good work. Yeah. <laughs> it's P Diddy for fuck's sake. Yeah. But it, it, it hasn't wasn't always P Diddy, of course. He was Puff. Yeah. He went Puff then P. <laughs> puff. I don't think he's ever just called himself Puff. Hello, I'm Puff. Nice to meet you. Oh, <laughs> this is my magic dragon. Hey, Puff. <laughs> That's uh, funny. Puff, yes. Uh, Snoopy Dog, another one of your favourites. <laughs> Mr. Dog to you. Uh, yes. But yeah, what did what did uh, P. Daddy, whatever his name is, what did he say when you uh, turned him down? Oh, well, it was... Was it all done through people? Yeah, done just through, through people. Yeah. Yeah. people speak to my people, you know. Yeah. You know um, there's a dartboard with your face on it in his office, you know that? I don't know, maybe. I mean, <laughs> it was, yeah, surreal. Very, very be, surreal. And but... you were 17, 18 at that stage? Well... I was 23, basically, my, okay, so I got signed when I was 17, Mm. but I moved to LA and I was basically shelved for about four years. Wow. So you're a teenager living in LA with fuck all to do? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. What's that like? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You went to jazz, it says on the internet. You were in jazz bands. I was. So basically, when I was 
if I do the timeline right, when I was between 15 and 17, I was in a punk band and a punky jazz band. Then got signed when I was around 18, moved to LA around 19, was shelved on a label. They didn't know what to do with me and made a terrible record. It didn't get released, got dropped um, and uh, went back to London, did the whole scene again, bars, clubs, playing with my one string guitar and all that lot um, and a piano. And then got signed again uh, when I was around 22-ish and that's when the Diddy and the Island thing happened. And then finally it started to take off a little bit um, at that point. So it's been a long road for me. I think a lot of people that um, they know about Shark in the Water and that time in my life when things might have broke through in the UK, I'd been trying to do it since I was 17. Like I'd already been signed and been through the mill with expectations of failure. You know, there's this stigma of if you get dropped from a label, that's it, you know, Mm. but we managed to get through. And I say we, because it's a, a team. It's not just me, like, there's a team of us working towards it. Yeah, and then, yeah, it's got signed to, yeah, said no to Diddy. Yeah, she did. I know what I mean. <laughs> God, yeah, but that's a lot of stuff. Like, you know, going back to, like, oh, yeah, there was some stuff to unpack after you had your baby. Like, I can see. It's a lot, man. I have, I know this sounds really, a bit. So there's going to be some roll eyes. I, I have written a book. <laughs> Why? 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 Okay, that's amazing. Okay, I just yeah, as is a bit shit. I mean, yours is probably good. Yeah, it's a mem. I I haven't. I mean, it's not ready to go. It needs a lot of work editing and that. But it is a memoir to help young musicians navigate through the industry. So it's all the experiences because I do. There's a lot to unpack. Like Mm. Amy Wine. I remember sitting in the back of a car of Amy Winehouse. And being, I was present throughout the whole of her Back to Black album. I was there when she was making it. I was oh, in right. the room when she was writing it and we were hanging out and she was talking. And it's it's so funny, like there are so many fly-on-the-wall experiences that I have. And I, I am nowhere Rihanna. I'm, I've had a very weird career of having a little bit of success. Mm. Um and but seeing so much like things Mm, um and um you know and even being a black woman in the industry the experiences I've had you know things like we sold like over a million records in America but in the UK no one knows about that you know there Mm. isn't where there's artists that have sold less records in America and they're hailed as breaking America Mm. there's so many stories as a you know black UK female artists um where we've experienced yeah a lot of I guess I don't know what the word would be I, I wouldn't it's I wouldn't racism is too much of a harsh word but it's just a different level of acceptance being a British success story or something like that so yeah so that book is somewhere in the future but I have started the process of um a project where I want to speak to other black female artists and I'm hoping to produce a documentary about that so I've got a few quite well-known black artists who have come on board um and I'm hoping maybe in I don't know how long that's going to take me to do it's going to probably take oh. me ages that's always you're a multimedia node I'm a, I'm, no, I'm, a, I'm a wannabe honestly I've you know when you've got so many ideas ticking in your brain mm. like you, when you're a creative person there's just so much you want to do yeah so I, I'm a bit of a wannabe I wish I had more resources to make all these things happen but I try my hardest to make them come to life and so I chip away and 
you know, I write a lot in my notepad of the, the sort of media ideas that I've got, like books or anything. Mm. So, yeah. Anyway, I feel like I'm really... No, 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 no. So sorry, but people was, out there. No, no one wants to listen to these bitches. No. Like, they've heard enough from the uh, likes of me oh, and you, much. Thorne. Too much. But I was going to say, what are the, the lovely thread that is weaving through, you know, your book and your album and uh, your children's book <clears throat> is, of course, you know, you want to help people. There's a great, yeah. there's great purpose to the work you you're producing now, and that you want to help people through the children's book that you've yeah. written, and also obviously an awareness of motherhood and pain and all that sort of thing. So that's there's there's such great drive for you, obviously, in that. I think I mean when I I was going to be a law, I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, I I got into university to do law, and I think from a young age I've been. An, an activist for change like I am passionate I've always been passionate about sociology and the world and you know and I feel like that is a thread in my life like I always want to discover and challenge and change um and yeah however I can do it that's what I want to do and I always want to like question things I think when you're an artist or a creative when it's when you eat sleep and breathe it i think the one thing you always are trying to do with your art is to challenge question and change if it's changing someone's f- belief or their emotion you're trying to shift something within inside somebody mm. through what you're making and so for me that i think yeah i yeah i'm a creative hustler do you know what i mean like i just hustle and try and make <clears throat> change in whatever way mm. I can, you know, so. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Do you have what? What, what is the music? That makes you feel good. Like if you're going, oh, I'm feeling a bit shit. Like I have to put on Kylie or Pitch Up Boys, something like that. Music is so important to my mood and bringing mm. me out of a shitty slump. Ah, oh, so difficult. I think there's two. Yeah, I'll do an, an oldie and a more current. Yeah, I'd say Shaka Khan. Uh-huh. Yeah, a good yeah. dance to Shaka Khan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alexa. Shaka Khan, I'm off, right? <laughs> it's a good yeah. job I've got a Google Home. <laughs> 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 We're a bit going, no. 
And I love Little Dragon. I don't know if you know the band Little Dragon. Oh, no. no, that sounds yeah. young and trendy. And they're a new trendy band. They're quite they're quite trendy, but they're really really good. Yeah, oh. they're really good. Yeah, so Richard. I love and pr- uh, Prince as well. Oh, I mean, yeah. God, there's so much to choose from. Do you know what I mean? But I'd have to say those two and a three well three yeah three i have heard half, even but... i've heard of prince so that's good <laughs> i'm gonna check out little dragon that's oh, good they're really good, good. yeah have, like you, have you got motivational songs because music has been I've, I've just gone through um divorce uh separation and i had like tracks that i played every single day mm. it's a bit mental but i almost they were almost like a comfort thing like i had to oh, sing yeah. along to them one was like uh, i hate you so much right now by killies <laughs> song called song for the dumped and it was about um uh you know a breakup when i played that and there were two times where the kids were like going no mommy no stop no. that song <laughs> so that was really Who's, good he sings folds five. Oh. yeah and it just says the, the the line is give me my money back give me my money back you bitch <laughs> i want my money back and don't forget to give me back my black t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't, just can't imagine why that fitted with your mood. Uh, it's, just, it's a really angry song. Yeah. I have, I don't know. Yeah, I, I know. I, I often, in just generally in my life, I have a lot of um, frustration, irritation, uh, difficult things I have to overcome. And I like to listen to Thorn in My Side by the Arrhythmics. Very loudly on repeat. Uh, you know, that's all you ever were. <laughs> Vicky has worked with Annie Lennox. Have you? Yeah. How was that? Oh, it was, she's amazing. She's a force. Oh, she she has girl. that presence. She's yeah, got amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's amazing. And uh, yeah, I mean, when you work with people like that, there's a few people that I've worked with where I'm so nervous to... To, you can't I can't talk to you try and talk to them and if they try and talk to you you're just the whole time you're just just paralyzed by fear because it's like meeting yeah a god yeah absolutely yeah. they're, they're yeah, very she, special but she was so down to earth she's got one of those spirits where she's you know she just makes you feel very comfortable she's all about young you know young women like raising us up so yeah she's awesome mm, oh, grace nice. jones though i performed <gasps> with her how was that that was that Next was level. honestly like you don't even know like ah uh, yeah couldn't i was terrified Where, which gig was this this was the island 50th anniversary so it was all about the new signings and the old and she had a um a glitter thong on and um nothing on top on a podium and i was like standing next to her just like holding a mic like oh my god i'm gonna be sick <laughs> And I was just like, I can't believe I'm here. I forgot my glitter thong to go back to Northampton Market. (laughs) And was she? Was she? You know, was she up for you? Was she just? I'm fucking Grace Jones. I don't give a fuck. um, Yeah. So she she was rock and roll. She was really rock and roll. And um, yeah, she was. Yeah, that is the second different. I'm not a massive Strictly fan, as you know, but I tell you, I would watch it if Grace Jones was on it. Can you imagine? (laughs) She wouldn't. She wouldn't do any moves. She wouldn't do. Just 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 hula hoop, glittery thong, (laughs) strut around. Crave Regal Horwood would fall over with joy. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure she doesn't need to do it. I'm sure she doesn't want to. But my God, that would be amazing. She she doesn't follow the rules, and that's beautiful. Yeah, Yeah, I'd love to see that as well. Well, Well, if you're listening, Grace Jones, you're welcome on the podcast anytime. (laughs) Great. Oh, there we go. Now we've just got time uh, for a scummy mummy confession. 
I've got one, Ellie. Um, so yesterday, because we're recording all these before lockdown, yeah. um, Ellie and I were recording a podcast with the fabulous comedian Tanya Moore. And after we um, record the podcast, we had one, maybe two glasses of wine. Bottles. Um, and I went home to my children and paid the babysitter and sounded sober. And then, um, and then we sat down to watch a TV show and I fell asleep and my children had to wake me up after I'd eaten enormous bowl of pasta and I went ah! and it was, <laughs> it was nine o'clock I was like oh, okay and I said I've just been asleep for 10 minutes and they're like going yes yes you have mummy and then yeah anyway so that was my scummy mummy confession that I was had a little post podcast pissed nap oh, <laughs> but everyone nice. was happy right. yes, everyone was happy exactly. nobody died no exactly. fine <laughs> uh, VV have you have you a confession for us kinda it is it does involve Children, okay, uh, that's fine. Yeah, that's that's yes. <laughs> so I performed at Camp Festival. Oh, I love Camp Festival. Yeah, that's our favourite festival. And um, I was performing, moving around, dancing around, and my tour manager on the side of the stage was like doing this, uh, this sort of V, V. Oh, doing the swipey, the neck, swipey thing. neck thing. And yeah. I was off. What? He came on stage with this sort of like cloth. I was like, what the. Fuck? fuck off get off what are you doing you're like wrecking get off right and so carried on dancing away carried on dancing he was like shouting at me at this point coming back on with this thing and at the end of the performance I was like Kes what was that all about he goes V you've got a massive hole in your leggings and I wasn't wearing any (laughs) any knickers (laughs) wow and Grace Jones there was no, there was no glittery thong, yeah. listener. That's it. Where nothing. So it's like the Northampton version of Grace Jones. I feel like that's. And uh, if it was an ad, if it was a glittery oh. adult crowd, I probably wouldn't have been so terrified. But because obviously it was camp <laughs> festival. Oh mate, you were flashing your panini at all the kids. <laughs> I was mortified. But did you? But what was the reaction from the crowd? I don't. I'm hoping that the, <laughs> the dads had a nice time. <laughs> And oh, some of the mums, What's I'm the sure. name of this artist? I'll see her again, maybe late night. <laughs> oh, I'm hoping I, I was moving around. I don't know. They must have thought it was a, a, oh, a, a, bush, a bushy part of my <laughs> legging. So I don't know, but... Amazing. <laughs> oh, but, um, I love yeah. a fanny flash at a festival. That's nice. the kind of confession we like. Yeah. I just, yeah. Wonderful. Oh, wonderful <laughs> stuff. Well, thank you so much. So yeah, let's brilliant. go through all the things. So the new album is called... So the album is potentially going to be called uh, Motherhood and it will be out uh, on Mother's Day 2021. Excellent. Exciting time. And yes. the book is called Lily and the Magic Comb. Yes, right? Lily yes. and the Magic Comb. And it's all about a young girl who has this magic comb who can transport her to anywhere she wants to go in her imagination. And yeah, it's about her believing that she can achieve anything no matter who she is. Or what colour she is, or whatever. Yeah, access. Brilliant. Yeah, Brilliant. something in my eye. Something and we will put. We'll put. It, we're right. going to put all the details of this on our webpage and yeah. on Thank all the you. promotional yes. thing. And where can people find you on the internet? Are you on Instagram yes. and the things? Yep. So I'm on Instagram, uh, VV Brown official. Uh, Twitter, VV Brown. Uh, you can also find information on vvbrown.com. Uh, Lily and the Magic Comb. You can find at wokekidsbooks.co.uk. Um, and it will be available to buy at Waterstones and on Amazon as well. 
She's so pro. She's so pro. She's done the promo tour. She's been doing it since she was 17, Helen. She knows what she's doing, unlike us. Exactly. Yes. Oh, thank you so much, Vivian. And thank you for coming from the countryside, journeying here back to South East Thank you very much for listening. If you like the podcast, you would really help us out if you leave us a nice review on iTunes. Not a shit one, just a nice one. Five stars, thank you. Minimum. Minimum and maximum. And also, we have a shop, Ellie. We do have a shop, mate. Scummymummyshop.com and we sell t-shirts and mugs. Thank you so much <laughs> for listening. Thank you again, Vivi Brown. Thanks for having me. It's been brilliant. Aww, thank you. Thank you. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, just yeah. one more final quite serious question. Yeah. Um, steps or not steps? What, the, the group, the music group? Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving away nothing with my face. Well, your, your eyebrows. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to say yeah. Why not? Yes, that's right. Because they're the best band in the world, baby. That's correct. <laughs> Why were you? In, you were. <coughs> you were in steps. I'm actually Lee Latchford Evans. No, you know. <laughs> I've had a very, very few years. Um, no, I, I'm, I love Steps. I'm a huge. I just love no, them. You love deep, them. Yeah, deep, deep don't, love. Don't, don't sound surprised. You know, like, I've just told you I've got three tits. <laughs> I mean, they 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 were pop icons at them. The songs are they good. Are pop icons. The socks are good. The songs <laughs> are good. Be, they're doing a big tour next year with our close personal friend Sophie, Sophie L. Spex. Yeah. <laughs> What's their song? Five, six, Five, seven, seven, eight. eight. Mm, is that one? That's S Clubs. <laughs> Oh business. my god, BB <laughs> Brown, they all look the same to you. I'm tired. That's what I'm you're tired. <laughs> Pop racist. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.